see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. It's all the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast episode, episode 103, aka TM103, Hustler's Ambition. Of course, another Jeezy reference, another album that he dropped. Yeah, it's going to be like 104. I think 104 is his last one. Yeah. Uh, 104. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Jeezy, Jeezy got the 101, the 102, the 103, and the 104. So, yeah. Hey, man. Expect another Jeezy reference next week. <laughs> But on this episode, we're going to be talking about what we saw this past weekend with these divisional matchups. We'll get y'all ready for the conference championship previews, and we'll talk about our how our underdogs did. So, Ike, the other host of the show, how you doing? How you feeling? What's good? Not much, man. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited about these these games, man. Like this is uh you know on the AFC side, love you know Lamar versus Mahomes as it, as it probably should be. There's a lot of people, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say a lot of people predicted, but when it's all said and done, I mean, Mahomes is six straight AFC title game appearances. And then, you know, the Ravens, they were basically the number one team in the AFC all year. And so that was pretty, pretty on par with a lot of people's expectations, even though, you know, Buffalo was in there with, you know, with their, uh, with their high hopes and things like that. And we'll get to Buffalo here in a second, but yeah, I'm excited, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a pretty fun weekend of, of football last week. Much better games, much better games, much more competitive games. You know, Lions and Bucks was competitive. Obviously, the you know the uh, the the Bills Chiefs game was really really competitive, and then and then the 49ers Packers, which you know we expected that game to be competitive given how Green Bay's been playing. So a lot of good games. The only blowout was Baltimore versus Houston. Houston basically had no chance. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. even they basically didn't even threaten Baltimore, although it was tied ten ten at half and. Yeah, that touchdown to the Texans score was off of just a punt return. So yeah, outside of that, man, yeah, it's it, it was really really good weekend of football, and this weekend's gonna be even better. Yeah, I definitely co-signed with majority of those games. You know, the Texans tried in the first half, but when when the Ravens kind of just kind of locked in, we saw the Texans had no chance of moving the ball. They couldn't really threaten defense. C.J. Stroud was running for his life half the game. On top of that, so you know. They they have high hopes. I know they're they they got a lot of money in the salary cap, so hopefully they can you know improve on what they did. They might see a couple of staff members get raided because of what they just did this past season. Um, that Packers Forty ers game was really good. Um, Lafleur was in his bag again. Uh, he outcoached the other side. In in my opinion, you know Jordan Love just thought that his one legged off the ground throws across the middle of the field I, I guess maybe he just thought he was in college or something I don't know what he was thinking but um he should just live to play another down and you know they lost we did see a lot of talk you know after the after the game like what are they going to do in terms of Jordan Love's contract that should be very interesting already hearing reports that he's going to break that 50 mil barrier uh you know he still got that one year left on his deal and I mean he's I mean, he's earned whatever pay that he's going to come. But in terms of that extension, we you, you think that we're going to see you see him go over one, uh, 50 mil because of you know his one year of you no, know, he kind of started really good and then 
the, the middle part was really bad, and then he ended really well. Obviously, you saw him in the playoffs. He still played really well. So what are your thoughts about that incoming uh, contract that's looming? Yeah, I mean, he's going to get close to market rate for the quarterbacks because if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you're going to be not you're going to be non-competitive. As mm-hmm. you as you've seen with a lot of teams, and Jordan Love, he turned his he turned up he turned turned up his play at the right time. Going into I believe the Cowboys game, he was tw- he had 21 touchdowns and one interception since like week I think week 10 or something like that week 10 week 11. So he had been playing you know the best ball of his career and came in the right time. Obviously that interception was 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 bad. He had a couple of bad throws in that game against the 49ers. There was one, I think one check down. He threw behind the receiver, tipped interception. But Green Bay thoroughly outplayed, thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed the 49ers. The 49ers were lucky to get away with that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Aaron Jones was just was 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 running wild. He gave the 49ers fits. Yep. And and they got Jameer Gibbs coming, who was like who was a kind of a similar back with his his explosiveness and shiftiness. So that's gonna be a little interesting to see how you know, San Francisco deals with that because I think they might have some problems with Jameer, Jameer Gibbs because they're starting to they're starting to figure it out in Detroit with him even though he only played less than what 50% of the snaps all season long and had less than 40% rush attempts and we'll we'll preview that game a little bit more in depth a little bit later on but yeah uh, but back to Jordan Love though like he's he's going to get it he's going to get an extension he'll be a top 10 paid quarterback by the end of, by the you know by the by the end of the offseason for sure I th- but I think the extension, I don't know if it's going to be like a four-year deal or a five-year deal. I don't know. If, I think it's going to be like a, maybe like a, a th- between three and four years probably is what, is, is, is what I would guess. I need to look at Spotrack because usually they have these projections or over the cap. They usually have these projections mm-hmm. of their market value, what they could potentially get if they were hi- a hypothetical free agent. But he's probably going to get around, you know, three, three to four years and maybe 45 to 50 plus. Uh, per year, um, per year, because the price of the brick for quarterback is, is going up each you know, yep. year after year. Yeah, and I mean Green Bay. What I mean, they could they could play the game where they franchise him if they don't want if they want to delay that process and you know guarantee his money. But I, I don't knowing them, they're kind of sticklers when it comes to the cap. They usually try to get those out the way so they don't have to deal with it. It's 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 a dangerous game you play. It's only going to get more expensive later when you franchise <laughs> yeah. a quarterback and yep. he, he and he balls out on that franchise tag. It's going to cost him a little a lot more later. So you might as well just lock him in now. Yep. So you can be able to at least over the next couple of years be able to spend in free agency because you have a team that could look. We saw them get to the divisional round, right? What do they need? What what do they need to kind of get over the hump? They probably need some you know players on defense. They're, they have a really, really young receiving core. They could probably use another backup running back um, behind Aaron Jones, assuming they keep Aaron Jones. Hopefully, yeah, they have to play. Well, you mean you saw, you saw how Aaron Jones played? He was he was the yeah. best. He was the second best player or the best player on the team over the last yeah. like four games. Even yeah, even with Jordan Love playing as well, so he had four straight one on yard games ever since he came back from that injury. So that's the guy that we been wanting to see all year. So assuming they keep Aaron Jones, they'll probably get another running back. AJ Dillon, we know he he ain't it. He's shown us that <laughs> on multiple occasions. So yeah, I, I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that they they lock him in now and they allow you know Green Bay to 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 tailor the roster around you know Jordan Love. And I can't believe yeah. and I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Look how far we came. Two and, a half, 
two and a half months ago, I, I never would have uttered those words. <laughs> dude, dude, we came so far, man. Insane how how things change with them within a blink of an eye, right? Quickly. We're talking about a Jordan Love contract extension when you know three months ago we were talking about how he was one of the worst quarterbacks EPA wise and CPOE wise mm-hmm. in the NFL, and how man Green Bay just wasted a pick on a wasted a first round pick in 2020 on a guy that can't throw receivers open or can't is one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league. Wow. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the other side, we saw Brock Purdy. I mean, you heard it throughout the whole telecast how he struggled to throw the ball when wet. They started the game with the glove and then took the, the glove off and still didn't matter. He still couldn't throw the ball. But luckily, that last drive of the game, he, he found a way and, and, and got through and they, and they scored. And uh, you know, at the end, they won the game. So um, we saw C-Mac. Christian McCaffrey put that team on his back once again, even though you kept seeing them cut to him getting work on his, on his quad, his calf, like this, they were just setting it all up and you know, he, he showed up and showed out once again. So, um, you know, outside of that, I don't, don't, I mean, we'll talk, we'll get in more in depth in terms of San Francisco, but I mean, Debo missing did, I mean, you just saw the difference in terms of how the offense looked, but that might've been, uh, you know, a symptom of Brock Purdy's small hand. So, yeah, and then you know, Debo was evolved really early on. He had he caught like a tunnel screen for like twenty yards. He caught a slant over the middle and then took that hit, and then he was out of the game after that. I think he came back in for a couple plays, and then mm-hmm. felt like went he couldn't go, out. and then he went back out. But 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 Brock Purdy. I mean, let's let's be honest. He was not good for about fifty five minutes. He wasn't. <laughs> he was missing throws. He was, you know, dirt, dirt balls. There was one, there was one shot when uh, they did the replay of him. He took a snap. He was wiping his hands off in the middle of the drop back and then threw the ball. And, you know, that, I think that one pass was incomplete. <laughs> he ended up being incomplete somehow, but <laughs> it was, it was kind of bizarre because I think even dating back to his time at Iowa state, he had, he's had problems in inclement weather. I guess it's because of his small hands or whatever the case was. And like you mentioned, Going back and forth between gloves, you know, trying to be comfortable. We'll we'll see if it rains again this weekend <laughs> for for the game. I don't know if there's rain in the forecast over there in Santa, mm. Santa Clara, but that it was Brock Purdy was he was off. He was off. We we didn't see a a really big game from Brandon Ayuk, which you know we we expected him to to, to have a pretty big game, but he he was. He had a couple of clutch clutch catches on that on that last touchdown drive um, to to put them ahead of of Green Bay in the, late in the fourth quarter, but I expected a lot a much bigger game since Debo Samuel was out, and I had a lot of props with Ayuk in him too, so I was, I was expecting it as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. didn't didn't come through. Probably has a better chance this week against Detroit, and again we'll we'll preview that game a little bit later. But yeah, Brock Purdy wasn't good until the final drive, and even the final drive, I mean he. You know, he 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 threw a couple of uh, you know honestly like there were a couple of throws in there. I was like, okay, that was a that was a good throw. There was a couple of ones that I think on third down he threw one over the middle. Uh, he got hit between two defenders. You know, nice play there. And you know, I but you know fourth you know at the end of, at the end of the game like that that's when he he played he played the best. And you know sometimes that's all you need, right? It's all you need to do. You just need to you know, make sure you're if you're if you're being labeled a game manager, make sure you manage the game. As best as you possibly can, <laughs> um, and he wasn't doing a very good job of that for 55 minutes. So, um, but but kudos to him for for pulling it out, and you know we'll we'll see what happens this week against the Lions. 
The Bucks and Lions, um, really good game. You, you could hear how loud Detroit was was turned up for that one, ready to go. You know, Baker, he just he just didn't have enough. He balled, but he just they just didn't have enough. They couldn't they couldn't stop Amonra. They couldn't stop Laporta in the middle of the field. Like they just they got the Bucks defense got destroyed in the middle of the field. That was just, yeah, they they can't they they've been bad all season in secondary. Like they they've they've had trouble defending the middle of the field all season long. Even the first matchup, I mean, they man. Jared Goff threw for three hundred fifty three yards and he threw for two hundred eighty seven in this one. Yeah, and so there was. I mean, we we kind of figured that this was going to be the highest scoring game of the week, and it was because two bad defenses. The the Lions secondary isn't good either. Mike Evans went over one hundred and fifty yards receiving. Baker Mayfield went for over 340 yards passing and three touchdowns. And I think um, I, I think I, I heard a stat from, from Ian Harditz um, earlier this week that said that, you know, Baker Mayfield has as you know, uh, he, I think he's third in 300 yard games and three, tu- 300, 300, 300 yard, three touchdown games. And he's third behind, I think, Patrick Mahomes and I think Josh Allen in the playoffs since I think 2020 or something like that over the last five years. Baker Mayfield is third on that list. Mm. So it's, I mean, he's, because <laughs> obviously he had one against Philly, one against Detroit. I think he had that, that first playoff game where they beat Pittsburgh um, back, back the Cleveland's first playoff win in God knows how long. Yeah. He had like four touchdowns or something like that. Something crazy. They beat, yeah, that game, was, I remember that game was over before even, before the it was first quarter. Like it was over. like 28 nothing in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah. Baker yeah. had like three or four touchdowns. So yeah, he, he, he he put on he he uh he he did his thing until he threw that interception at the end uh, to yeah. lose the game uh to, to kill any comeback chances but but on the on the on the line just back to the line side Jared Goff playing well again you know another another uh, NFC Championship game appearance with another team went with the Rams now with the Lions last year of his deal twenty one million dollars left he's he got a he got a bad coming. He's got a bag coming as well. He's not even 30 years old yet. I think, well, actually, I think he might be 30. Yeah, he I think be, he turned 30. I think he's 30. So he's still got a, a while a while to go. Um, you know, so Jared Goff, I mean, look, he's got a, a pretty, pretty tall task against the, the 49ers this week. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to that matchup too because, well, I want to see how the Lions stack up. I mean, we, we know their defense is bad, but can their offense keep up with the 49ers offense? Um, and match them point for point because that's what they're probably going to have to do. And if I were to, I'm obviously the, the the game total is is 51 points, so we're they're expecting points in that one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, but 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 Jared Goff, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how he does uh, this weekend. But the main event though, the main event of the weekend was the Chiefs and Bills. Mm. Obviously, garnered the most attention, the most talking points, the, the most last hates. game. The most takes you you name it. Um, what what do you I mean? What do, what do, what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about this game? Like, um, you know, the chief. Well, first off, the Chiefs defense. I didn't realize this was a uh, this stat until I heard it yesterday. I think I think they haven't second half of games. They've allowed the least amount of points for the season. Yeah, um, and yeah, again, they show. Like, yeah, they showed like they showed a graphic of of the second half points that they've allowed. There was like three, there were six, there were zero, there were seven, there were six, there were zero, mm-hmm. there was three. They are, they shut the they, sh- they they shut down teams in the second half, and they just they they choke them out. They choke them out, and, they, and at the end of the games, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy what that what that defense does. 
It, I mean, I thought it was amazing for the fact that the Chiefs, you know, won that game with, you know, McCole Hartman, you know, literally giving the game away to the to the uh, to the Bills. We saw MVS make two catches that you wouldn't have thought that he would have came down with. Uh, we saw Noah like they literally pulled any and everything they could to get that get that win. You saw Noah Gray flash. I mean, we saw Justin Watson here, you know, sprinkle a little bit here and there. You saw CH with the big run in the, I think the third, was that the third or fourth quarter? I can't remember. It was in the second half, but saw yeah, a big yeah. run from him that they needed. Like whenever they really needed to play, they made one. And of course, Travis Kelsey, you know, just showed up, you know, casually have two touchdowns, you know, when you count on one of them wide open. He was wide yeah. open on one of them. <laughs> yeah, wide open. You saw Rishi Rice do his thing, just, you know, amazing on, on you know, for the, you know, the Chiefs to pull that one out. You know, the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, it was just, it was him, man. Like, he's a truck. But the thing is, like, that last drive, like, some of the throws, like, the decision-making made no, like, literally made no sense. Like, you got, I think, second and nine. You have, you know, Stephon Diggs flashing in the middle of the field wide open. Chiefs mm -hmm. look like they're playing damn near a prevent defense. He just wide open. Didn't decided to throw it went to the end zone next play again i think he flashed again he throws it to the end zone again i, I, I mean josh allen played good until that last drive i mean granted they did miss a field goal to basically you know win that game potentially but i mean even before that there was misplays before that anyway so you know Diggs. i know a lot of people were probably just looking at me what the hell is going on he missed that 70-yard bomb that Josh Allen threw. Like, the camera couldn't even keep up with where the ball was at because he it was, a, it was a hell of a throw. It was a, it yeah. was a, it was a rocket launching throw. It was a hell of a yeah. throw. Um, and Diggs had no business dropping the ball and then put his hands up like this. Like, like, in, like he put his hands up like it was an inch, inch whatever. No, bro. Like, nah, you it was an it, inch. It, you was right, it. it was right in the bread basket. <laughs> you, you dropped it. So... I mean, but, it was a, like you said, it was a great game, man. I don't have no complaints. It was a great game. But but honestly, like there was a lot of other plays that I mean, even after that drop, I mean, Stephon did. I mean, even after that drop, they they still drove down the field. They mm -hmm. still got field goal range. They still got in position to score or be, take the lead or at least tie the game. So you can't really pinpoint. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll blame the kicker. The kicker missed the field goal. But there was other plays. Like I mean, yep. they they probably wouldn't even got down there if you know th that fumble that Josh Allen had if. Don Kincaid doesn't get his hand in the middle of uh, a Kansas City defender from scooping mm -hmm. and scoring. We could be having a different, completely different conversation. Kansas City goes up by two scores, and then they lose even worse. Then the entire conversation, the entire narrative is completely shifted, right? I mean, we'll, we're talking about Josh Allen's turnovers, you know, biting him in the ass again, right? But he didn't turn the ball over this uh, in this game. He was more dominant as a runner than than a, than as a passer. They really turned him, honestly, they turned him into a game manager because he he threw, like, I think, 14 passes behind the line of scrimmage, and his yeah. yards per attempt was, I think, under five. Yeah. So he was not throwing the ball down the field. They didn't have a single play of over 20 yards in the entire game. Now, obviously, a couple of those were dropped, but the entire game with Josh Allen and the, in the, and the arm that he has, zero plays over 20 yards against that Chiefs defense while Kansas City had, like, five or six. Yeah, under five yards per pass play. Yeah, I mean that's not. I mean that's not even. That's not even picket numbers, man. Like, yeah, you're completing but that, but, over twenty passes for less than two hundred yards. It's just not. 
it's not good. Yeah, but I mean that that is a microcosm of how this offense looked when Joe Brady was taking over. Like, wasn't really as many big plays. It was more methodical, you know, matriculate down the field type of stuff. So and establishing it, they yeah, established the which it. they yeah, which they did do. They did establish the hell out that ball uh, yeah. for almost two hundred yards uh, rushing. So, um, you know, great game. Just they just came up short. So yeah, just all there's to it. No, they lost again against Big Brother. This, I mean, they can't they beat them. Be, they can beat them in the regular season, but when it matters, when it matters most, they can't beat them. That, nope. That's that's what it boils down to. They make just they just make more plays than them, regardless. Like, yeah. like that's just what happens. Underdog, how did it go for you this week? And first, first off, how many did you end up retreads? Did you end up doing? Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> All right. I did just 13 new 13 retreads. Mm-hmm. I have one of those that, that advanced. Uh actually three of those that advanced. Um one of them is a, basically a Chiefs. Basically, I need a Chiefs 49er Super Bowl. So I got Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, McCall Hardman, Clyde Edwards Lair, and Christian McCaffrey. So I need a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl in that scenario. Another scenario, I need basically the Ravens. Versus Lions. So I got Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, and I got Jameer Gibbs. Or I could do Ravens 49ers because um, I have Lamar Jackson, Jordan Mason, because you just need somebody from 49ers. Who knows? He may get on the field and get something. And then I got George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. So I got five players alive there if the Ravens decide to win. And these two are in the mitten returns again. So that was okay. two that ended up going through. But I want to talk about the gauntlet, the original gauntlet. Yeah, I, I I have I am I am through to the champ to the conference championship round right. with it, with basically a Kansas City versus Detroit setup. So I got mm-hmm. Mahomes, got Mahomes, Pacheco, Montgomery, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Rashi Rice, and Sam Laporta and Justin Watson. So I got all the all, a lot of the marquee pass catchers and, and the marquee yep. running backs for each for this game. So most ideal. Probably a, a Chiefs of Chiefs Lions Super Bowl in that in that scenario. But in total, though, I have right now I have thirty one entries, and then in total I have one, two, three. I have seven that 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 are on to the conference championship round. So I have seven out of thirty one. But I mean, look, it's one more one more win one more win away from the Super Bowl, and then that's what, it is. That's when all the that's where all the money resides, like we said a couple weeks ago. Yep. It's a lot of money. True. So we'll see, right. see what happens. Yeah. So for me, not as good. I ended up getting into six gauntlet returns, the $25 joints. Mm-hmm. Only one of them made it to the conference championship. And this roster, I don't think it has a chance because both my quarterbacks got knocked out. I um, went a little different with this one. I had Baker and CJ Stroud as the quarterbacks. But Basically, I need a Detroit, Kansas City Super Bowl because I have Gibbs, Pacheco, CEH, Amon Ra, uh, Valdez, Scantling, and Laporta. So, you know, yeah. honestly, like even without a quarterback, you have enough firepower. Like, especially if they all go off, like you have enough firepower to potentially make it there. But you just have to, I, I think you'll just have to see who you're up against because. At this at this juncture, you're probably facing a, a similar teams, right? You're probably facing similar teams that don't have a quarterback, or maybe they maybe they went bucks heavy, 
or they went yeah. uh, Texans heavy, right? They they probably have like Mike Evans and they have Nico Collins and they have CJ Stroud and Rashad White or something. They probably went heavy in that regard, trying to be different, and they just have no no bodies out there. So that that's another another aspect you have to look at because making it this far, I mean, <laughs> you you you're going to be facing teams that are basically dead in the water, and that can that's give true. you an advantage even without a quarterback. So I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't wave the white flag just yet. <laughs> I wouldn't wave the white flag. Just yet. Let me see who I'm going against first before I, I, I commit to not making it, but yeah. Um, I, I don't it know. Is, if it it's, just build. it's not going to show until, until they pay out the, uh, the previous round. Yeah. So probably not until what, you probably Friday? Know Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, yeah. you'll probably know yeah. who you're, who's like in your group. Cause I think the final groups, I know in the gauntlet, the final group is like 10 uh ten, yeah it's, you have to you have to win you know you have to be number let me see let me just double check that yeah i know the gauntlet returns yet is 10 so the original no, gauntlet oh the original gauntlet is eight so it's eight okay. people. so i could potentially be facing you know, oh and there's and that's another part of it is like josh allen teams right Mm-hmm. Josh Allen teams are, are are probably are obviously done dead in the water, and they a lot of people went just Josh Allen by by itself with you know him being the only quarterback. They probably stacked them with Diggs and Kincaid and Shakir, and then run back with maybe someone you know some some other maybe David Montgomery or something. I don't know. There's a lot of different scenarios here where it could work out in your favor, and you could potentially advance. I mean, even if even if the Lions end up losing. Uh, to the 49ers even even you just advancing there what what if you just win your what if you win your group you still i think you still profit regardless so yeah. so keep the faith is all i'm saying i say all that say <laughs> i appreciate that because i was looking sad whenever i went back to go look and i was like oh man this ain't this this don't feel good but yeah we'll see man you know i'm yeah. excited yeah all right championship teams Lions versus 49ers, man. Talk to me. What you got? Man, Detroit, 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 man. Detroit, uh, they they they're in a pretty unique spot. I mean, they're seven point underdogs. Conventional wisdom would suggest that, hey, they're gonna be passing the ball a lot more, but not from what we've seen this season. This season, this season, they were 31st in pass rate over expected, trailing only the Atlanta Falcons. So if there's one thing that we know about Dan Campbell is that he's gonna run the ball. He's gonna run the shit out of the ball. He's gonna establish it like nobody's business. Not gonna have that many pass attempts uh, for Jared Goff. They're gonna have a lot of. I think they're gonna run some play action. But a couple, a couple concerning items or notable items uh, as it pertains to their offensive line. Frank Ragnow, you heard his knee. I think it hurt his knee and ankle. He's still gonna play. He's gonna gut it out because he came back in the game. But their left guard Jonah Jackson is out. He's he's gonna miss this game. So that's gonna be a, a pretty a pretty big blow for them, and especially in the run game. But but Jared Goff, like like we talked about, we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, is that he's played pretty well in this in this playoffs. In the divisional round, he was fourth in EPA per play amongst quarterbacks this past week, behind um you know behind Lamar Jackson, behind Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So he was fourth. So he again. We kind of expected that from 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 Jared Goff this week playing the Bucks. You know, pretty 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 awful secondary. They've been just giving it up all season. But um, you know, according to Fantasy Live, in you know, he's played two games in the playoffs, and from a clean pocket, 
40 of 49, 450 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. So from a clean pocket, Jared Goff is uh, essentially perfect. And you know, should you should be right, but he's played against pretty, pretty um, below average defenses, the Rams and the Buccaneers. Now the 49ers, obviously going to pose a little bit of more of a threat, but we saw some leakage, saw some leakage in their defense. Aaron Jones had a big 50-yard run against them, and and the, the Lions love to run the ball. Jameer Gibbs is, is starting to get his footing. He had a 31-yard touchdown against the Bucks. I think I think Jameer, this is going to be another Jameer Gibbs-focused game. I think they're going to have a lot of problems stopping him um, this week. Last week he had 114 yards and, and a touchdown against the Bucks. I know their Bucks defense isn't good, but you know on the season Jameer Gibbs has 12 rushing touchdowns, seven of which came outside of the 10-yard line. So he's going to be look. If he gets a crease, he gets a crease. He gets some space. He he he's, he may he may take one to the crib, man. He may take one to the crib. And again, like I mentioned, man, he's not playing that many, that many snaps either. Just barely less than half the snaps. Just forty percent of the rush attempts. Um, but he's going to pose a similar problem that that Aaron Jones posed uh, to the 49ers last week because they're kind of a similar build and they have a similar level of explosiveness. Ob- obviously, you know, Jameer Gibbs is much more explosive. He's a rookie and he's younger and he's less tread on his tires. Yada yada yada. You get it. But I think this is going to be a, a very this this might be a, a Jameer Gibbs. If people aren't hip to his name, like right now, he's going to get this stage to show like what you know to show what he's really about. Because I think he's gonna he's gonna have a a, a game against the Forty ers Um, we haven't seen too much from David Montgomery though. I mean, even though he was fifth in EPA EPA per rush of uh, this you know this year, you know going into the game, the Forty ers they they're pretty they're they're pretty stout for, um, versus the run. Um, they had they were um, prior to this last game, but David Montgomery only twenty six carries and ninety yards and one touchdown through two games. So he's his role is 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 basically you know first and second down grinder, and then Jameer Gibbs gets you know third down work, looks in the passing game. You know Jameer Gibbs eight catches eighty three yards, t- you know total um, over the first two games in the, in this postseason. So. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna use. I think I feel like they're gonna use a lot of Jameer Gibbs. We know what Amon Ross St. Brown's about. We know we know what Sam Laporta's about, and maybe they can take some play action deep shots uh, to James Williams to get him going. Um, we've seen Josh Reynolds, you know, kind of you know, kind of emerge. Caught another touchdown last week. He's he's been he's been showing up a little bit over the last couple of games. And so the Lions, they're look, they're they're again, they're in a unique spot. They're they're in a very unique spot and. We're we're gonna see how they how they attack this 49ers secondary and this 49ers defense in general. Cause they you know, 49ers, they've been pretty they've been pretty stout overall. But they are a pass funnel. They give up a lot of pass attempts, their pass rate over you know, teams pass rate over expected. I think they're near the top of the league because they teams don't like to run on them. But you know, like 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 I mentioned, Dan Campbell loves to run the ball. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of balance he strikes um, against that 49ers secondary or that 49ers defense. Yeah, um, you know, on the other side, the 49ers. Uh, again, we saw Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy play really poorly um, this past week with a wet ball. I believe that the weather is supposed to be a little more clear, a little more drier, so that helps him out a lot. Uh, injury wise, again, we talked about you know Debo Samuel. His shoulder issue. They said they didn't know if he's he. They don't know if he's going to play or not. 
I lean to the side that he's probably not going to play. But, I mean, again, you never know. Uh, I think it's it would be advantageous if he if he's able to go. We did see how that that offense did kind of struggle. But, again, that was because of the wet ball and Purdy, not really more of um, – anything else outside of that because he did miss a lot of throws that, of people that were open. Uh, <clears throat> but for the most part, I think they, they're looking you know, decent in terms of you know, players that should be available to them at their disposal uh, for, for this week. I know uh, they have people like you know, Trent Williams that was you know, dealing with injury, but he's good. Uh, Eric Armstead looked good. You know, overall, they look good in terms of uh, good to go. This offense was top five in success rate, EPA per pass, EPA per rush, early down EPA, third and fourth down success rate. So it's going to be you know, crucial for the Lions if they want to stay in this game that they you know, keep the 49ers off script. You don't want to have them you know, in script and they're, they're, they're always in like third and two, third and three, third and four situations. You want them to be more in you know, the third and seven, third and eight. So you make them open up to make them, you know, kind of, you know, think a little bit more on what they want to do offensively. Um, I do know that Detroit uses uh, cover three the most. That's the most used coverage, uh, but they are among the worst in terms of EPA per attempt in that coverage. And they also allow over three seconds in terms of time to throw for the quarterback, which was bottom five in the league. And Brock Purdy throwing against cover three, over 10% CPOE. So, and that was pretty much by and far the best in the league uh, this past season. So Detroit, I know they want to play a lot of zone, but they need to find something else. Don't, don't sit in cover three because Brock Purdy destroys cover three uh, for the season. And uh, another thing about this Detroit defense, um, the left side of the, of the defense, they give up a lot of, a lot of uh, you know EPA per pass in terms of frequency and uh, in terms of ranking any pass on the left side of the field over ten air yards, they're pretty much bottom ten in the league in terms of allowed you know allowed EPA uh, in, in that general area. So like if it's between ten to fourteen yards, they're last. If it's between fifteen to twenty, they're twenty fifth, and then twenty 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 plus, they're they're 24th in terms of EPA allowed per pass. And then on the flip side of that, the left side of the field is where San Francisco does most of their damage. They're literally top 10 on any air yards above zero. They're top 10 in terms of EPA uh, expected on that side of the field. So again, if they're going to allow passing, try to <laughs> try it for it to be on the, in the middle of the field, I, even though we've seen, Brock Purdy throw the ball a lot in the middle of the field. That's where he excels at. The left side of the field is where they do the most destruction. Zero to uh, five to nine and 15 to 19 is where Brock Purdy's done the most damage in terms of EPA uh, per pass. He's, you know, first and third in, in those particular areas. So if if Detroit wants to make any type of noise, they need to get to the quarterback and don't allow allow the, the play to progress and, and giving them time to throw the ball, especially on the left side of the field. I think that's the key for, for me is, you know, prevent, pre prevent Brock Purdy from being comfortable. Essentially. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Aiden Hutchinson's got to show up too, but, um, but, on, but just kind of circling back on the 49ers could be a big Brandon Ayuk game. I mean, right now yeah. his, his total is his total, his, his prop total is 80 and a half. 
And that's without, Ooh. you know, without, yeah, I know it's, it's high because that's look, higher than last week, higher than last week. Last week it was like, I think it was around 67 mm-hmm. something, something along those lines. But yeah, it's look, look, look what we've seen Detroit give up over the last couple of games. Puka Nakua had, had 182. Mike Evans had mm-hmm. over 150. Yep. They're going to they're they're going to give up something to to a to a number 1 receiver. It could be a, a George Kittle game as well. I mean, hell, they gave up 65 yards to to Kate Otten last week as well. Yeah. In that same game. And so they're yeah, going to be So go ahead. No, I was going to say that makes sense because Detroit was the number 1 rush defense in terms of uh rush yards allowed and they didn't even allow uh receiving touchdown to running backs uh for the season. So uh, it will be interesting to see how San Francisco navigates that with with C uh, with C Mac, but yeah, through the air is how you is how you you beat Detroit for sure. You know the interesting thing of, about both of these 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 secondaries or just you know their their pass defenses, they're both like they're both top five in uh, pass rate over expected um, allowed. So number Detroit's number five, and oddly enough, San Francisco's number one. So teams just pass against these teams because they just refuse to run, <laughs> or they just can't run. Uh, yeah. a, a lot in a lot of cases they can't run. In some cases they they refuse to run. But yeah, if 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 if, if last week was any indication, we know Detroit. They saw some. They saw Green Bay have some success. I think they have a better running scheme than Green Bay does. Yep. You know, better offensive line than than Green Bay does. So they're going to challenge the 49ers front. I think uh, a lot more than they have been challenged all season long. So that's going to be another interesting um, aspect of this. But another lean that I have for, from a prop perspective is, is Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns. Right now, that's minus 205 on FanDuel. It's already been it's already up to two. So he basically has to get three or two is going to be a push. And so if you got in on it early, you got the two, you got the one and a half. Congratulations. He's probably going to go over that. But if he's not. If you're not, man, two is I don't know. I, I think it's gonna. I think there's gonna be touchdowns, a lot of touchdowns in this game. Obviously, the total is fifty and a half, and the Lions secondary has shown that they are not very good. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see. But I but I like that's a lean that I have. Brock Purdy over one and a half touchdowns. Yeah, you can't find you can't find one and a half everywhere. Everywhere is it's well, two. you can you know, two is one and a half on Fanduel, but nobody's gonna take it at minus minus two hundred five or minus two hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Add it to you like got four. you got two on Dabble if you use that prop app, uh, but pretty much everywhere else is is two and a half. So, uh, but the prop I have that I'm interested in in this game is see uh, is Christian McCaffrey over thirty eight and a half receiving yards on Prize Picks. This was at thirty six and a half earlier today, and then of course when I check back before we record, it's it's gone up, and I imagine it going up even more. As we get closer, we might hear about, you know, Debo, you know, we get more uh, reports in terms of what's it looking like for his, you know, his chances of playing. I imagine that number would go up even even further than that. So that's just something that I'm eyeing on. But also keep in mind, if you if you in a state that you can, you know, do props on sports books like FanDuel or DraftKings or ESPN bid or whatever, we do have 35 and a half on FanDuel, and that's pretty much the best odds you can get right now. So, and mm-hmm. that that there's no juice to the over or under. So you it's could like even fourteen or something. Mm-hmm, you can even middle this where you you take the 35 and a half over on FanDuel and go somewhere like you know flip or dabble and take the under on 38 and a half if you want to kind of see if you can middle it and get both sides. So. Just keeping an eye on that one. Actually, let me take that back. It's on 
T, uh, CMC is 36 and a half on prize picks, not 38 and a half. So, mm. and that's the best one out of all the, the prop books. That's the best one out of like you, uh, underdog or dabble. They're at 38 and a half while prize picks is at 36 and a half. Yeah. It's always, it's always good to go, uh, go, go line shopping, right? Yes. It's always good to go, always good to go line shopping, but switching gears to the main event of the evening, Chiefs mm-hmm. Ravens, Chiefs Ravens. Ravens are three and a half point favorites at home, 44 and a half game total. I think this is the largest underdog that Mahomes has been, I feel like. In the playoffs, for sure, yeah. Playoffs, maybe even a regular season. I don't know if he's been, I don't know if he's been a, a three and a half point dog any, any time. I, I, in, in all, all the times he's been a starter, but this is a six straight, as we know, as we know, six straight AFC championship game appearance. This game features the top two most efficient quarterbacks. Last week, Mahomes was number one in just the EPA per play. Lamar Jackson was number two. Uh, last week, like last week, Patrick Mahomes, his CPOE was absurd. It was eighteen point two. It's just it, it's just silly to me. Like it's just silly how 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 crazy that how crazy that is. And his and his uh you know he only threw twenty he only threw the ball twenty three times. Adjusted yards per attempt was eleven point one. So again, the most efficient quarterback on the week last week. But the interesting thing about him playing the Ravens, he's played four games against the Ravens. He has 1,479 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's averaging 370 yards and three touchdowns against the Ravens in his career. That's since he's been a starter since uh, 2018 sort of 2019. I think the first time he played was 2019. I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019 when the first time he played, but Every time he plays the Ravens, he he carves them up. He carves them up. I think one of the last few games he had, he had five touchdowns, four touchdowns through the air, and and one on the ground. So Patrick Mahomes versus the Ravens. History has shown us that he's very successful against them. History has shown us that he's that he's very successful. Now well, this is this is a completely different Ravens team. This is one of the best Ravens teams that we've seen, you know, in the in the John Harbaugh tenure. So we're gonna we're gonna really see how how they attack uh, this Ravens defense. Last week the Chiefs were really really run heavy. Isaiah Pacheco's are averaging around twenty you know, carries per game. He had twenty four in the first game against the against the Dolphins. He had fifteen in this last game against the against the Bills. Probably should have had a lot more if they did not give the ball to McCall Hardman around the goal line, which was silly. McCall Hardman touched the ball twice and fumbled both times. So I think. <laughs> Less, less McCall Hardman in in those short yardage situations. I know they like to do a lot of cute underhand shovel passes around you know, the two or three yard line when they get down there. But just this ain't the week. This ain't, this ain't the, the week. week. For that. This ain't the week for that. This ain't the week for that. I know you want to try all that stuff, and you know it's a chief staple. But let's 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 chill on the McCall Hardman touches. But um, Kelsey Travis Kelsey reemerged last week. Had seventy five yards, two touchdowns. Obviously caught a wide open pass. And he's another guy that has has excelled against the Ravens, um, and we'll and I'll talk about him here in a little bit. Um, well, actually, I'll just go ahead and do, talk about him now. He's averaging around he's averaging just shy of seven receptions in his career against the Ravens. I think he's played around you know six or seven games, maybe eight games against the Ravens, um, and then and he has he's had no less than seventy three yards in any of those games. So he's been. So Mahomes, Mahomes and Kelsey, when they play Baltimore, it's it's wheels up, it's wheels up. 
Now, again, Ravens defense is different this 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 time around. So we're gonna have to see, you know, how this how the defense is going to respond. And because that's gonna be the biggest focus. They weren't really like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they weren't really challenged last week versus you know Houston. You know, CJ Sprout, CJ Stroud, God bless him. He's gonna be great for for many years to come. But this was last week wasn't it. Um, you know, Baltimore has excelled in the John Harbor era against rookie quarterbacks. So they made it difficult for him. You know, now, you know, if the, if the Chiefs game plan is to run the ball, EPA per rush uh, allowed the Baltimore Ravens, they're about 16th, they're middle of the pack. So they may see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco again, like I mentioned, 20 carries per game. But EPA overall, EPA per play, they're second. And so they've been really, really stout all year, run, run pass combination. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the, the, the key thing here is like, how is Mahomes going to attack this, uh, this Ravens defense? Yeah. Um, I know on the other side, we got the Ravens. They are, uh, well, before I even talk about them, I saw a random tweet today where uh, Mahomes has 38 postseason passing touchdowns. The Ravens as a franchise has 37. <laughs> just, just let you know the run that Mahomes is on is absurd. He's like on the LeBron when he was in the uh, Eastern Conference, you know, ten straight, ten straight finals. Oh just, yeah, just crazy, just crazy what what Mahomes is doing. And you know, every year that he's making it, like the team is a little bit different. Uh, this one is definitely the most different uh, in terms of you know how it operates in terms of like the defense being essentially being better than offense. Um, but to the Ravens. Oh, another tweet before we get to the Ravens. I just saw Warren Sharp post this not too long ago. Well, this morning, actually. He said the the, the refs have a rotation in there. Uh, there's a ref in the rotation who is a massive edge to road teams. So road teams oh, win yeah. at the highest rate with him. He said he penalizes home teams in a way that no other ref does, and he's calling the cheese road game. Here we oh, go. man. Yeah, I know. All right, Ravens, we saw last week, you know, Lamar, he did his thing. He didn't have the greatest passing game, but overall he was very effective about how, you know, just dissected the Eagle, uh, the Texans defense, especially on the ground. He saw, we saw him, um, he rushed almost 100 yards on the ground last week, two touchdowns. And I expect the same thing again this week. We saw the, we saw the Chiefs almost give up 200 yards to the Bills. A uh, majority of that was to, to Josh Allen. So insert Lamar Jackson here, who is a better runner than than Josh Allen, in my opinion. So it could be I expect to see more of the same of them trying to pound the rock uh, to see if the Chiefs, you know, get out of their man because they run man, I think, the fifth most in the league. So you, if you're daring to play man versus the, the Ravens, then uh, I hope you got I hope you got somebody that, that, that can cover on the back end. So uh you can potentially get beat when you do stuff like that, trying to trying to figure out how to defend Lamar Jackson. So, uh, in in terms of what running backs, I mean, we saw Justice Hill, we saw Gus Edwards, Dalvin Cook was just okay. He's there, and that was pretty much it. He did have one big running, but that was really that was yeah, really yeah. He looked really nice running. He looked really yeah, nice running. Yeah, that one run. Yeah, but that I mean. I mean that one run, yes, but he did touch the ball too. Uh, I think nine or ten times, no, eight times. So I mean, we saw a lot of running backs get used, but I mean, I I think this is I think this is a Lamar Jackson run game, honestly. Um, but we'll see somebody like Gus Edwards 
uh, he he could be he could be uh, effective. All of them could be effective. Honestly, not even let me not even say him because of what we just saw with what 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 Buffalo did to them. The wide receivers and tight ends it should be interesting to see if 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 we do see Mark you no know, Mark Andrews this week. I know I know last week I said I thought he might have been uh, been able to play, but they they didn't they did not you know bring him to the active roster. But we'll see. Maybe he might be ready this week. Who knows? But again, we've seen. Isaiah likely he he's ready to go. Zay Flowers came in, did he he needed to do. Uh we we did see Rashad Bateman do his thing, but you know, overall you can't really get a gauge of who's gonna do what because we all thought Odell's the number two, um, you know, especially late in the season. He only runs 28% of the routes. He's 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 the eight bottom he, routes. He ran eight yeah. routes on 29 yeah. Lamar Jackson dropbacks. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. He was behind Nelson Aguilar and Bateman and Zay Flowers, so uh, I don't know. Maybe they saving them. I don't know. Who knows? But for me, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. I think the key is to run, run, run uh, with this with this team, especially with the the Ravens being a ball control team. They, I'm sure, no matter what weapons they see on the other side of the field, they don't want to see Mahomes have the ball. They rather have them have the ball, trying to run the clock out, than Mahomes, you know, running the clock out on them. So uh, I think this is going to be a really close game. Like like Vegas thinks, and, um, you know, I, I I think the Ravens win this game. But the prop... The Ravens win? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think they win. Yeah, man, you know, trying to... Let's, I, want, I, I know the, the, the championship game that they want to see is the Ravens and the 49ers, so the 49ers can try to get their get back, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, Good luck but, with that one. I, I know. But two props I like in this game, the first one, Rasheed Rice, under 61... And a half yards on price picks. And I like this one because you can go to the other side where we have some lines like on Underdog, Bovada, DraftKings, Caesars, ESPN Bet, Fliff. They got this, they got their line set at 58 and a half. So this is another middling opportunity where you can see if you can get both sides of it, both mm. sides of the game. So just keep that in mind. And then I, on the defensive side, I like, I like a tackling assist prop for the defensive. Defensive lineman Justin Matabuke over two and a half tackles and assists on prize picks. They're all, the lines on on the sports books are all juiced to the over. Um, and of course, this is my uh, one of the Najab brothers from from the Dallas area. So, and of course, we got my brother, but I don't I, I didn't see his line up there. Otherwise, I would have did something with that too. So, mm. uh, since he's playing in this game, but what what lines are you looking at? Well, they're they're all on the Chiefs side. So the first one, the the first the first lean that I have, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take this even even though it's been bumped, Isaiah Pacheco over two and a half receptions, and that's right mm. now I saw earlier that it's minus one seventy two on on Fanduel and on Underdog I saw that it's minus uh, I saw that's already been bumped up to three, but here's but I think the logic is simple. Pacheco's hit this number nine times this year, and I know only two I know he only has two receptions so far um, through two games uh, against the you know against the Dolphins. And, and then against the Bills this year, but think about what Baltimore's given up um, to, to 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 pass catching running backs or just running backs in general. Last week they gave up five for forty eight to Devin Singletary, and they've given up at least three receptions to running backs in eight straight games dating back to the regular season. And thirteen of eighteen games total, they've given up at least three receptions to running backs. And so that's what they do. That's what they give up. They they they, they give up these these checkdowns because they're 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 such a hard defense to to figure out. 
um, such a hard defense to pass against. And they give up a lot of dump, you know, a lot of dump offs to running backs. And we've seen Isaiah Pacheco be used more as a receiver this year than ever, than we ever even expected. We were thinking that it was going to be Jarek McKinnon or it was going to be Clyde edwards alaire getting a lot of the passing down work, but it's actually been Isaiah Pacheco that's going to be getting a lot of the pass, the pass down work uh, this year. So Isaiah Pacheco over two and a half receptions, already been bumped to three. I'm still going to take it at three because there's a high, I think there's a high probability that, that that he sees a lot of uh, dump offs or dump off opportunities um, in this game. And then yeah, the other one, one, that that number is heavily juiced to the under at three and a half. So potentially you got, you know, you got the push factor. Uh, if you, you know, if you're playing on like underdog, do got that push factor. Uh, so you can kind of feel kind of protected, but you know, it'll you know, push you down one. If you, if you get in a parlay with, you know, three or four other, other plays. Yeah, and then my other one is uh is 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 Travis Kelsey over five and a half receptions, minus one fifty four on FanDuel. That's already been bumped up to mm-hmm. six. six. So yeah. there's a there's a six, there's a seven, um, in some cases, but he's he's been hovering around six and seven receptions uh in five games, five career games against the against the against the Ravens. He's had six catches, seven, seven, six, and seven. Uh, against against the Ravens throughout his career, 73, 77, 89, 87, and 109 receiving yards against the Ravens. So no less than 73 yards, and his his receiving yards total is at around 63 and a half, I believe, which is what it was last week. It was actually 63 and a half last week, and it's minus 114 both ways. So those are the two leans that I have. Uh, I, 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 I haven't decided which one I'm going to take on the Kelsey side. I'm probably more inclined to take his yards. Than his receptions because his reception mm-hmm. could push at six, whereas you know his receiving yards. I mean, he can definitely get sixty-three yards, and he can be the you know play, playoff Kelsey is a different animal than regular season uh, Kelsey. So I, I, I like I like uh, I, I lean towards one of those Kelsey props, but I'm most certainly locking in Isaiah Pacheco over three catches in this game. Yeah, I feel you on that. I'm yeah, I need to make sure that I get some of these locked in before before these lines move cuz I remember I told you I had a couple other ones that I liked and they were moved before we before we got on here so I need to make sure that we get on some of these. Yep. All right, so this is the end of our preview show for the championship games. Hopefully they're really good. Hopefully we can, you know, come back next week and talk about how amazing they are and the potential Super Bowl matchup that that we but that everybody hoping and expecting. I mean, everybody likes these four teams for one one way or another. So I think whoever ends up coming out of here would definitely be, you know, exciting to talk about because it's Super Bowl. But appreciate y'all listening to us. Make sure y'all head to destinationw.com to check out our tools like the Trinity Tracker, uh, the comparison, the NCAA comparison tool. Uh, I know people are getting ready for the Senior Bowl and you know rookie drafts. And so if you want to compare, you know, rookies that are you know, incoming like, you know, Xavier Leggett or, you know, Tez Walker or anybody like that. You can compare those guys together to see how they match up uh, in comparison to, you know, the percentile of how they performed for the season. Uh, you know, and then also, you know, just check out the articles that we have written on there. We got great stuff coming in weekly. Uh, make sure you make sure you tap in with us next week as, you know, we got we got Ray and and Jay Rich and. And Scott heading to the Senior Bowl next week, so make sure you tap in with them, what what they uh, tweet out and things of that nature. So that so we got boots on the ground for that. So make sure you follow us at Off the Line FF on Twitter or X or whatever which one you call. 
follow me at fantasy genes that's g-e-n-e-s follow ike at just underscore ico nine ike you got anything before we get up out of here nope uh, again appreciate y'all tuning in enjoy the weekend got two great games Hopefully it uh, yields some uh, some positive results for you guys. If you have any underdog uh, underdog teams left and, and playoff best ball, or if you take some of these props, hopefully you guys win and win big. Yeah, man. On that note, y'all be safe, and y'all, uh, you know, let's try to get some money. Peace out. Peace out.